This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for all of those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. And if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam from Green Mountain Dental Group, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. That's your first pitch. Now let's play ball. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast, brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD Coffee is going to improve the quality of your morning since it's rich in CBD and CBG. And it's going to have you feeling as good as I've been because their CBD-infused coffee can help with chronic headaches, joint pains, IBS, and so much more. Plus, you get zero coffee jitters if you want three or four cups a day like I typically do. And now you can get 25% off your first purchase when you use code 25. Please support Strava Craft Coffee because they've been so supportive to us over the years. Again, use code DNVR25 on Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons. Today... We've got the same fallout from yesterday with John Gray signing the four-year $56 million deal with the Texas Rangers. Big six-foot-four crater left in the Rockies starting rotation, and we'll have a lot more of that this week with some of the guests we'll have on. Of course, we'll talk about that with Drew Goodman on Thursday. We will have a live show. Make sure you are tuning into the DNVR Sports YouTube channel as we'll go live for that around 2.30 with some guests to talk about everything going down with the lockout, with the work stoppage. What does that all mean? We'll even have an in-studio guest on Tuesday at the bar, also around 2.30, maybe 2.45, the Susie Hunter. You know her. You love her on Twitter. Make sure you're watching that again. As long as you're subscribed to the podcast, you'll get that. It'll drop for you on Wednesday morning. So, Big things ahead here on DNVR Rockies. A lot of big things going on right now in Major League Baseball with this lockout quickly approaching teams. Want to flesh out their roster a little bit more before there's a scramble. We're not really sure when baseball will come back after this work stoppage. A lot of folks seem to think that maybe at the beginning of February, after two months of the players being locked out, There'll be some kind of agreement. We won't miss spring training. We won't miss any games. But the more folks I talk to, the more varied views I I get. Someone very respectable in the Rockies press box that I spoke with today said, hey, they might get a deal done soon after December 2nd. And someone else said, "Eh, I think we might even lose some games from that same press box. So you, you just don't know with these kind of things. We're talking about $11 billion dollars in revenue and sure teams are spending close to 2 billion on free agents so far nevertheless there's a lot of things that need to boil down and teams are signing those free agents it's been very exciting there's been some free agent madness with this and it makes you think hey has something great been creative could there be something like the transfer deadline that soccer has in the summer and winter 
periods of the year when there's a bit of a break, could baseball benefit from something like this? And I, I don't think so. I don't think that will be the case because there will be teams that just wait and say, well, if you don't sign this deal, who are you going to sign with? How long is it going to be until a player can sign? So that's a deadline that certainly would not benefit players. This is a very unique situation of what's happening, but it's been incredibly exciting. The big news, of course, that came out of Monday, it was official. It was teased on late Sunday night. Max Scherzer does get three years, $130 million. Not bad for a guy who's 37 years old. It's the highest annual salary of any player in Major League Baseball, $43 million. Got to think Justin Verlander might be kicking himself saying, eh, I only got two years, $50 million with an opt-out after one. Still did come off Tommy John surgery. He's a year older than Scherzer, but the Mets get their guy and add Scherzer to a rotation that still has some question marks. Taiwan Walker was there, was an all-star in 2021. And of course, Jacob deGrom is there. And when healthy, who's better than Jacob deGrom? Maybe Max Scherzer. Who's better than Scherzer and deGrom? Just about nobody. That, that, that has to be the best one-two punch in Major League Baseball right now. They're two guys that, when healthy, are fantastic. And that's going to be the question here going forward, really with all of the Mets recent free agent acquisitions. The three position players that they signed on Black Friday, Mark Canna, Sterling Marte, and Eduardo Escobar, all 33 years old, and now they get a 37-year-old pitcher. That does not bode terribly well. I'm not signing on yet to say the Mets are now the new powerhouse of the NL East, especially when you hear some of the other transactions going on in that division. Sticking with pitching, of course, Kevin Gaussman, a Colorado product, we know five years, $110 million from the Toronto Blue Jays goes north of the border, bets on himself in 2021 by accepting the qualifying offer, knowing that, sure, that $18.9 million he got for all of last season was going to be a drop in a bucket compared on what he was going to get going forward. And so that works out great. Highest contract from any Colorado-born player in MLB history. Congratulations to the Grandview High School product. And because of this transaction, the Jays now, of course, turn their back on Robbie Ray, the Cy Young Award winner. And because Gaussman does not have a qualifying offer attached, that was for the previous offseason, they don't have to give up a draft pick. But they will be getting a draft pick because Robbie Ray signs for five years, $115 million with an opt-out after the third year. He's going to join another left-handed starting pitcher who happens to be from Colorado, Marco Gonzalez. Rocky Mountain High School. So now Ray and Gonzalez pair together at the top of that Mariners rotation as they look to be a force, as they continue to bandy about the free agent market. Chris Bryant as one of those players. Chris Taylor, a guy who came from out their system as they continue to reinvest in their on-field product. So what about the Giants now? They lose out on, on Gaussman, where they had already signed. Anthony DiScalfani to that three-year, $36 million deal. They were reportedly close to bringing back Alex Wood. Still nothing official but yet from that. that. That was a few days ago. But now it looks like Alex Cobb could be the one heading to San Francisco as they try to bolster that rotation. Gaussman, DiScalfani, and Wood, three free agents going away. Johnny Cueto's contract also expiring. So 
they kind of need a little bit more support to go around that Logan Webb, that guy who really broke out in the postseason against the Dodgers and made you think, oh, shoot, is this guy really going to be around in the NL West for the next five, six years? Yeah. Yeah, he will. On the reliever market, Sunday, Yimmy Garcia signs two years, 11 mil with Toronto. Hector Neris, former Phillies closer, signs with Houston, two years, 17 mil. Then on Monday, Daniel Hudson on a one-year deal with the Dodgers at $7 million. Yeah, this is the first time I'm mentioning the Dodgers, who lose out on Max Scherzer, who lose out on their own shortstop, which we will get to in just a moment. And they sign a reliever for $7 million. Daniel Hudson, guy in his late 30s, mid to late 30s. And so the Dodgers are, are hurting a bit right now. Max Muncy also, it was mentioned at some point on Monday that he had a UCL strain. And so he may end up missing a lot of time. Dodgers taking a bit of a beating right now, but don't be surprised if in the long run, they'll end up figuring this thing out. Atlanta gives $8.5 million to Kirby Yates. Remember him? Closing out games for the San Diego Padres. Yeah, well, he had Tommy John surgery in 2021, so he may not pitch very much in 2022. It's more of a signing looking ahead to 2023. And Brooks Raley, lefty reliever, one of the top lefties in the game, helps fortify a raised bullpen. He goes from Houston to Tampa Bay on a two-year $10 million contract. Well, as I alluded to, Corey Seager, one day after Marcus Simeon, Signs for seven years, $175 million. John Gray, the four years, $56 million. And Cole Calhoun signs a one-year contract worth a little more than $5 million. Rangers keep spending that money. $325 million over 10 years for Corey Seager. Not bad, especially when you consider there's no state tax in Texas. So he's going to go ahead and keep all of that for himself. It's the sixth highest contract. Tying Giancarlo Stanton's extension back with the Marlins. Dude is getting paid. It's the third highest contract for a shortstop behind Francisco Lindor's 10 years, $341 million, and Fernando Tatis Jr.'s 14-year, $340 million contract. Both of those signed last offseason, of course, or right before the season began. Rangers now have themselves a middle infield making five hundred. million million dollars. Yes. Their middle infield alone is making $500 million. Now it might not be their middle infield for the next seven plus years because Simeon, I think has enough defensive ability to move back over to shortstop and Seager very well could play third base. You could have some of that happening. I think right now Seager will stay at shortstop. Simeon will play at second base. Eventually, Seager may have to move over to third base. We'll see what the combination is. Simeon could even move over to third base as Andy Abanez, second base prospect. Josh Young is a third base prospect right now at the Rangers, working his way through the minor leagues. So they've got themselves quite an interesting pair. I mentioned earlier about not being entirely convinced about the Mets as they still seem to be a bit dysfunctional. It does look good and does bode well that Scherzer is going there. You know, he's going to clean house just a little bit and make sure everything is on the up and up, at least as much as he can. But as one of the top representatives in the Players Association, as part of that union, his obligation is to sign the biggest contract possible. It's what Tom Glavin did with the Mets, and it's what you're seeing here with Scherzer. And so he's going to go and, and do what he can to try to win the first World Series in Queens since 1986. 
but I'm still not convinced about the Mets. And I'm not going to say that the Miami Marlins are going to be the solution next year. I am going to say they are looking a bit better after a couple moves they've made in the past 48 hours. They signed outfielder Avisail Garcia, four years, $53 million, a player who was thought to be a good fit in Colorado. I think he would have been. They also extend Sandy Alcantara on a five-year $56 million deal. They buy out his final three years of arbitration and take two years of his free agent seasons. I think they also even have an option for a sixth year at about $21 million. And finally, the Marlins also acquire catcher Jacob Stallings from the Pirates for three prospects. Now, Jacob Stallings himself may not be a household name. He certainly isn't. I don't think anyone from the Pirates is a household name at this point, but Jacob Stallings was a gold glover in 2021 as a catcher and had the most defensive runs saved by far. He's no spring chicken. He's 31 years old, but that can be a very common theme for catchers that they develop a little bit later in their career, much like left-handed pitchers, starters predominantly. And so the Marlins are getting themselves right. Jorge Alfaro is a guy who I, I don't know if he can if he can catch anymore. He's a big boy. He ended up playing some outfield last year, but he's a guy that probably on the trade market and could help bolster the Marlins roster even more so going forward. So you got to keep an eye on the Marlins right now. Finally cleaning up my notes just a little bit here. Twins extend Byron Buxton. I don't think I mentioned that on Monday's podcast. He gets seven years, $100 million with tons of incentives. Insane amount of incentives for, all right, 500 plate appearances. And then every 31 plate appearances after that, we're going to give you this many hundreds of thousands of dollars. And if you have a fifth place finish in MVP voting, you're going to get this many millions of dollars of, of an increase. So very incentive-laden deal for Byron Bucks. And if he can stay healthy, it's going to be money well-earned. But that's really been the question for him throughout the entirety of his career. San Diego has been shopping, to say the least. Maybe that's going too far. But there have been a lot of discussions about San Diego wanting to sh- wanting to shed further payroll. I did mention on Monday about Adam Frazier going to Seattle, them getting two players, a guy who in Ray Kerr is a lefty that could be used in the pen, and a guy who was a 12th round pick in 2021 who performed above expectations, so he's got a way to go. Overall, Padres did end up giving away more to get Frazier than they did in dealing him to Seattle. But Will Myers could be a guy on the block. He only has a year left at $22.5 million. An option for 2023 at $20 million. No thanks. I would take it for a really big... It would take a really big season from Will Myers for someone to pick up that option, whether it's the Padres or someone else. And Eric Hosmer has four years, and this might surprise you, $57 million left on that mega contract that he got from San Diego. It's only 14 and a quarter million dollars annually for his age 32 through 35 season. It was a very front loaded deal. So it's not that bad, but ultimately he has underperformed in a major way, making 21 million over the, over the course of those first four seasons. So San Diego may be looking to 
shed some payroll. And finally, I do want to mention both Stephen Brault and Colin Moran were designated for assignment by the Pirates after some smaller moves. Pittsburgh made Moran may not have a home with the Rockies right now. Doesn't really have a spot in that infield. Good bat, not great. But Stephen Brault is the one that's interesting. He's a player who went to Regis University in Denver. He's a left-handed starter that should not cost the Rockies very much and could be a great insurance option if Lambert, Feltner, and Rollison aren't exactly ready to go in April. Those are the three names you're going to hear most until someone else comes in to usurp them. But those are the three guys tasked with trying to replace John Gray. Matthew Boyd of the Tigers is reported to get non-tendered by Detroit in his final year before free agency. He's going to cost twice as much as Brault and will likely have no interest in joining Colorado. But those are some of the interesting names right now as there's a bit of a roster crunch. Rockies could do something. The Rule 5 draft, something I always look forward to, really just to learn about those guys that are on the cusp that have done well, that have some upside, and maybe have not gotten enough credit and have been overlooked, right? They weren't added to the 40-man roster, so hey, their team didn't appreciate them maybe as much as they should have. And so it's always a fun time. That's really going to get tamped down here with a work stoppage coming up later in the week. As such, there won't be any winter meetings and therefore no Rule 5 draft. We'll figure this thing out as we go forward. But had a really good time talking with our guy, Luke Hall. You know him as at Oak Tree Status. It was fantastic to have this chat with him. You never know what it's going to be like meeting people in the community, especially since on Twitter, for one, it's very much a text format. Not very much, it's only text format, and sometimes things can be taken out of context, and you never know how someone's going to be when you meet them. And yeah, I, I consider meeting somebody on Zoom or FaceTime, whatever it is. That That's the type of meeting, because you're going to speak to someone a lot differently when you're looking them in the eyes than when you're just texting on a screen. And so you never know what you're going to get. But man, Luke impressed the crap out of me. It was really fantastic. I'd love to hear some of his takes on things and what he says at the end of our conversation, I think definitely should be highlighted and should be remembered by any and all folks in the Rockies community, whether you're on Twitter or not. Just keep what he said in mind as a really good way to encapsulate what it means to be a fan. So I had a great time talking with him. I think you'll have a good time listening to him share his thoughts and memories and takes. And if there's anyone else out there that you think would be a good fit to represent the Rockies community here on the DNVR Rockies podcast, you know to reach me at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter or shoot me an email, Patrick at the DNVR.com. I love hearing from you guys especially when you're in the Discord room, members only. You know you get that access, so you're already talking with me. But if you're not a member of the DNVR.com, that's okay. You can still shoot me an email. I still want to hear from you. And besides having that access to Discord to talk with everyone, you know you also will get extra raffle tickets at all the watch parties to win free gear. You get a much larger beer when you're down in the corner of Colfax and York at the DNVR bar. You get a discount if you want to be on the party bus for the next Broncos game or if you just want to be a part of the tailgate. We got the next one coming up in just two weeks against the Detroit Lions. 
We've got watch parties going on this Sunday. Broncos in a crucial game against the Chiefs on Sunday night football. That's going to be exciting. We've got a watch party for that going down at 6.20 is when that starts. Make sure you are there. Wednesday and Thursday, Avalanche Watch Party at 5.30 and 5 o'clock respectively. Saturday, Nuggets at 11 a.m. Stick around for Buffs at noon. And Avalanche again for a watch party at 5 p.m. So this week, it's really popping off over at the DNVR bar. Make sure you're signed up and subscribed. Your first month can be only 50 cents if you want to try it out at thednvr.com. Head over to dnvrlocker.com. I know everyone, head over to dnvrlocker.com. I know everyone went crazy on the sales we had. I went crazy on a lot of different things. Got some backups for myself as well because I really couldn't beat the prices. They were, a lot of them, better than an employee discount that we get. So I love that. If you have an annual membership, you know you get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. So all the more reason to join our community. And Breckenridge Brewery is also a critical part of that community, especially since they're our official beer of the tailgates at the bar in Colfax in York. They've got the Avalanche Ale, Strawberry Sky, Vanilla Porter Jr. That one might sting a little bit right now with the news of back surgery for Michael Porter Jr. But hey, at least you can drown your sorrows a little bit with the Vanilla Porter Jr. It's all on tap at the DNVR bar, as well as their hard seltzer, the Good Company Hard Seltzer by Breckenridge Brewery. You can get your own 15-can sampler, King Supers, Costco, just about anywhere. And remember that Breck is donating profits to the National Parks Conservation Association this year to help prevent forest fires. I love that they're doing that. It's Breckenridge Brewery's Good Company Hard Seltzer, an easy choice for great company. Football fans, I need to talk directly to you because we love action-packed, high-scoring games. And right now, this latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, will leave you in the winner's circle and have you feeling great because once a single point is scored, you win. Seriously. Seriously, new customers can bet just $1 on either NFL team to score, and when they do, you win $100 in free bets. It's that easy and rewarding. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. You can buy multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Super excited for our guest today on the DNVR Rockies podcast. He's somebody in the Rockies community that you've known and loved for a very long time. Good chance you've probably interacted with him before. He's big on the Twitter community. You know him as at Oak Tree Status. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on the podcast, it's Mr. Luke Hall. What's going on, buddy? All right, man. Hey, not much. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, you uh, you're very prominent, as I said, in, in the Rockies community, and we we've got an interesting group, to say the least. And I I, I know you probably go around and maybe get to see a little bit of what the other fan bases have. But what do you love most about being part of our Rockies community on Twitter? Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, in some ways, I still feel like I'm kind of the new guy. I, I've been doing this for five or six years. What what I love about the Rockies community is it's just so like self-deprecating. Like we kind of get it, you know. I mean, um, <laughs> if you're invested in the Rockies, that means that you've taken your lumps a little bit. So kind of the the cold hard reality is a uh, kind of a I think a trademark of our community and. Um, makes it a lot of fun. I think if you're willing to just kind of have fun with it and uh, and be creative, man, there's a ton of creativity in the Rockies Twitter community. Blows me away just seeing some of the stuff that people come up with. And uh, yeah, it's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, self-deprecating is probably a really good way to describe that. I think Mets fans kind of have to be that way as well. I think there's a, a lot of relationship with uh, a lot of different fan bases, but I don't know if they all get it. I don't I don't know if maybe that's a good way of describing Mets fans. There you certainly could use some other words, but yeah, you, you have to be a little self-deprecating. And and I, and I know as a guy, you know, people want to know about you, Luke. So we'll we'll let them know that you originally from Colorado, but now you're you're living in in Oregon and I got to know what's the baseball community like or if there even is a real you know hardcore baseball community or even any community yeah uh, that loves baseball in Oregon yeah well I'll say this um I've lived here in rural southeastern Oregon for about three years now um and there's not a baseball community uh really <laughs> to speak of at all uh, that being said though uh I, I lived the last oh 14 or so on the coast before that and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty thriving community over there. You, you think about Oregon State baseball, you know, Oregon State's turned out some, some really good major league uh, talent over the years. Uh, guys like Michael Conforto, uh, Madley Rutschman, you know, there's, there's real talent coming out of the Oregon State pipeline. And so because of that, sort of that I-5 corridor in Oregon and uh, down the coast, they take their baseball seriously. It's, it's fun to be a part of that and be around that. I got to coach uh, uh, the high school team a little bit as an assistant coach. And, yeah, there's some, there's some real – uh, invested baseball people. If you're going to play baseball in Oregon, it means you're playing in the rain. So you got to be invested. It's going to be wet all the time. Yeah, that there, there's so many states in the United States that don't get enough credit for for having those big baseball communities, or at least those sections, as you said. Eastern part, maybe not so much as it's rural, but the western coast of of Oregon, Bend, Corvallis, Portland, all of that. Really good baseball communities, especially when you know, you consider with what minor league baseball did here in the last year and, you know, they reduced the amount of minor league clubs from 160 down to 120 and they actually upgraded the, what was formerly known as the Northwest league up there in the Pacific Northwest. And they said, you know what, you guys were a short season playing baseball in late June to early September. We want to keep you around for the entirety of the season. So that was really nice to see. That's just one of the examples of, of the great baseball going on up there in the Northwest. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, Salem Kaiser Volcanoes played on the championship teams, came through Salem Kaiser at some point. Hillsboro's a Diamondbacks affiliate. They've got some good talent right now actually coming through. And yeah, there's it's, it's neat to see. It's It's got its own niche. But if you're into baseball in the Northwest, there's definitely places to see it besides just Seattle. Yeah, Salem Avalanche, of course, was one of the original Rockies affiliates. You also have Tri-City Dirt Devils were a Rockies affiliate for a while there in the early 2010s. There's also uh, the West Coast League, which is one of those summer collegiate leagues. Of course, people know the Cape Cod League, 
They're known the Northwoods League is obviously another one of those really big ones. But the West Coast League is pretty popular. Nick Madrigal, who is a one of those Oregon State products you talked about with Adley Rutschman and, and Conforto, Shane Bieber, James Paxton, Mitch Hanniger, all those guys came out of the West Coast League, not to mention two Colorado kids, Marco Gonzalez, David Peterson, right. and you've got some former Rockies and Connor Joe, DJ Johnson, Jeff Francis, Pat Vileka, all those guys came through that West Coast League as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot richer than I think people realize. And uh, yeah, fun to be around. And, and you know, that being said, we did suffer some loss, you could say, with the, uh, you know, contraction of minor leagues. Um, Boise uh, was a Rockies affiliate. You know, it's not active anymore in that sense. So, you know, we felt it too. But still, it's good to see that baseball is alive and well in the Northwest. Yeah, that's a great point. Boise was, I thought, was a really good affiliate, you know, for the Rockies and just a really good affiliate across minor league baseball. One of the larger cities really to be left out of the cold. They of course came over to the pioneer league, which is still in operation, but as an independent league, right. no longer in, in those minor league ranks. So yeah, Oregon, keep your eye out for that. Great, great baseball state there. And I, and I got to know, you know, as a, as a kid growing up in Colorado and, you know, going to Coors field in the nineties, or actually I should say, is that true for you? It, it was true for me. Uh, but I, I I imagine that Coors Field in the 90s was was kind of your spot growing up. So here's my timeline a little bit. Um, I, I lived in Colorado as a kid, um, and I moved away to the Northwest probably in about 91. And so I just missed the team. And, and so uh, I, I was on the one hand so excited to see Colorado finally get a team. I mean, as a kid, you grow up, you, you, you dream that we'll have a local Major League Baseball club. Maybe it just took me leaving for it to finally happen. But yeah, once... Uh, once I'd left and kind of moved to the Northwest, they got the team. Uh, you know, the 90s were prime Seattle Mariners years. So that being said, here I was kind of hanging on to the Rockies. And, uh, you know, I remember playing in the backyard with my with my little brother. And it was Todd Walker and Todd Helton and uh, Kurt Manwaring and, uh, you know, guys like this, that Charlie Hayes, uh, that we'd pretend that we were, you know, for 90s Rockies baseball. But it, in a way, yeah, my fandom has kind of always been from a distance outside looking in a little bit. Yeah, I, I love that memory uh, about your brother, who's someone we should bring up as we were talking before we started recording. Shane Hall, who's also really active in the in the Twitter community, got to give him a shout. What's what's Shane's Twitter handle? I, I think it's something close to Shane Hall, right? Yeah, at, I think it's at Shane Hall thirty one. I want to say it's uh, the the three one in there. Yeah, at Shane Hall thirty one. But I had those exact same memories, minus the brother, unfortunately, of being in the backyard playing wiffle ball, doing all the batting stances. It's it's one of the reasons why on Twitter, one of my favorite follows is Gar Ryness, the batting stance guy. If you were a switch hitter, you can go on both sides, or if not, who cares? You know, you'd be Todd Helton from the right-hand side, do what you got to do with those teams. So I, I love that you've got those real early and, and mid-90s Rockies guys that, hey, they might not have seen a postseason like Charlie Hayes, at least not with the Rockies, but he was your guy from the time, and and, and for that reason, they'll – They'll forever be be perfect and ever forever etched in your memory as as being legendary. Yeah, and and you know how how wild is obviously I'm dating myself. I'm 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 older, <laughs> especially when it kind of comes to that Rockies Twitter community. Um, but it's it's incredible to see you know Q Brian Hayes up with the Pirates. You know uh, Dante Bichette's son Bo Bichette playing. You know pretty unbelievable to see these sons uh, making a name for themselves in the big leagues now it's it's pretty unbelievable definitely one of those things that that makes you feel a little bit older even if you just kind of vaguely saw the end of their career if you heard about them it definitely is strange to think that their kids are 
are coming up. It'll be really bad when you've got, you know, the third, Ronald Acuna, the third, one of those third generation ball players, perhaps. It, it can get crazy, but what's not crazy is, is saving money and, and loving and supporting companies that try to save the world. That's why we've got some new information about Ball and their manufacturing plant in Golden. Right now, they're looking for production technicians, and you can read the full description and apply at jobs.ball.com by searching for Golden. Now, this position is on the front line of the aluminum beverage can production process at Ball's plant in Golden. Right now, they're offering competitive $27 plus per hour with the potential for increase at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. It also offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant as well. You get comprehensive insurance, the day of hire, 401k for retirement stock purchase ownership program, and even potential for annual bonus. Make sure you text Golden to 77222 to get linked to that open position. And you can go directly to jobs.ball.com as well and search for Golden. We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef just in time for the holidays. We've got it at the bar where you can get it if you're coming out to one of our watch parties. They're going on all week long, even on the weekends, with CU Buffs, CSU Rams, football, basketball, Avs Nuggets. You can get your Wagyu beef there at the bar from Hassle Cattle Company. But now you can also go online at HassleCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com. And when you use code DNVR15 at checkout, special holiday discount of 15% off your entire purchase. That's DNVR15 to save 15% this holiday season. And if you're not sure what to get someone as a gift or a stocking stuffer, well, today's sponsors, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you to win this year's stocking stuffer or, yeah, even the white elephant competition. It's called the Performance Package and Inside. You'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, liquid formulations, as well as a couple free gifts. Be the ballsiest gift giver this holiday season with Manscaped by using code DNVR for free shipping and more importantly, 20% off. All right, so you said you missed out a little bit on the Rockies there. I've got to imagine you've at least since been able to come back to the promised land, come back to the Mecca of Coors Field, and if you've got any favorite memories from from those games that you were uh, able to attend in person. We've been to a few. You know, I've made the trip over, and it's, you know, everything that you dreamed it would be as a kid, just a, a beautiful stadium. Here's here's a favorite memory for you. My firstborn was a, an infant, and I'm carrying her in a, uh, you know, kind of one of those baby carriers kind of slung over the front of me. And uh, they had a flyover that day. She didn't even move, which I thought was pretty impressive that, you know, my, my infant baby just sleeping on me. Oh, I don't know. We kind of middle of the game. Um, we got a Todd Helen foul ball hit our way. And it lands right underneath my wife's seat. And, you know, she was a good she was a good person. She's a better person than I am. She gave it to the little girl sitting in front of us. But to this day, I kind of give her a hard time over it. I'm like, man, you could have given me a Todd Helen foul ball. You know, Helton was my guy. That's uh you know, a favorite player, and uh, and uh, he's the ultimate Rocky. And I think, man, we had a we had a Todd Helton foul ball right there, and we gave it away. So kind of a fun one to bring up, and, and just kind of poke fun at my wife and say, man, I can't believe you gave that away to that little girl. We could have had that. No, it's a it's a great place to go. I haven't got to go there nearly often enough. And I'll, I'll even tell you, just full disclosure, people are going to hear this and, and and maybe have a reaction to it. But I don't watch many Rockies games, and the reason for that, honestly, is because I'm cheap, and so I consume my Rockies through the radio. I pay the 20 bucks for MLB apps, you know, all access to all the major league games. And what I like about that is that, you know, I've got the access to every game, not just Rockies games. I think at some point, maybe that even changes the experience a little bit. You know, I'm where, where you guys sometimes 
times I'll read about a player that someone thinks is a lot of fun. So there's pieces of that that I miss out on. But I like to think at the same, same time, maybe that uh, gives a little more objectivity. Oh, no, I love that. I, I think that there's probably a lot more people that are consuming their baseball that way, you know, all, all, all around the country and in the Rockies community as well, I guess, you know, again, depending on, on where they're located out in the wilderness, because we know Colorado is a very large state, the Rocky Mountain region, even larger. So th- there's definitely a lot of beauty in that to, to just listening to the audio. And, and as you said, if you've got that MLB package, you can go and listen to the the opposing team's broadcast, which also gives an interesting perspective, depending on, you know, what the storylines are. And hey, let's, let's see what the the Padres announcers have to say about Ryan McMahon's defense after that really great play. And and you can go back and listen to that. So I, I think that's probably a lot more common uh, than most people realize, especially we know with, with some of those illegal streams that exist out there, people, uh, they have to, they have to count their pennies, so to speak, uh, given that. And, and you know what, it, this experience, I want to really pay off for you. So consider me part of your council, right? Next time you're talking with your wife and maybe you want to save this for baseball season and you bring up the Helton baseball thing and say, honey, look, let's just drop this. But for once and for all, we'll we'll drop it. But here's the thing. The interest on that Helton baseball is now worth an autographed baseball bat. And there you go. That's it. You'll get the bat. It's autographed. And now no one has to talk about it ever again. It's really a win-win situation. It is. No, I love it. That's good leverage. I like it. And, you know, hopefully really soon we'll be seeing uh, an autographed Hall of Fame Helton baseball bat. So, yeah, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, you may actually want to be a little bit more patient on that, right? So you get right. HOF 2022, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, maybe maybe That's you got you to gotta keep bickering for a few more years, even though your heart might not really be in it, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. As you said, you're still keeping tabs on the Rockies. You might not necessarily get to see everything, but you certainly you got a lot of content on on Twitter, and there's still video. You can catch all the highlights, things of that nature. So you're still hardcore in that capacity. 2021, in your opinion, had to go. What did you think about 2021 season? Yeah, you can count me among those who um, expected less. Did I think they were going to lose 100 games? I don't know, but I thought they would probably get close. What a weird team, though, you know? I mean, the the whole, whole <laughs> home road dynamics and just the – I've never, ever, ever seen a team that Jekyll and Hyde. You know, in, in some ways that was fun. Uh, in some ways it was kind of maddening, you know? They'd go on these little runs at home and you'd feel like, yeah, maybe, maybe we have something here. And then they'd turn around and go on – you know, a roadie for six games and drop all six. Yeah, just uh, what a crazy roller coaster ride. But at the same time, I'll, I'll say it this way. I'll sum it up. I was pleasantly surprised. I think there's maybe a little more there than um, I would have been willing to acknowledge going in. You know, I don't think we're looking at uh, buying playoff tickets anytime soon, but a little more promising than maybe what I was first expecting this season. It's so hard, I think, in today's day and age being – a fan, and, and I, obviously I'm speaking from my own experience as well, when probably four teams in your city or, or there's there's four sports that you're a fan of, and hopefully one of those teams has won a championship, even if they haven't, you know, there's four major championships that goes that go around in sports that, that various teams win and, and whatnot. And when your team doesn't win it, you go, well, that's the ultimate goal. That's the prize is to win it all. So is my team doing what it needs to do to win it all, to win the World Series in this case. And we know the Rockies aren't really in that capacity, but if you look at it from that perspective, as you are, Luke, and and I have to agree, is that, all right, you have a certain expectation 
of what they're going to be like, or you have a set number in your head of how many games they might win. And, and even if things really break well, how realistic is that? They did exceed those expectations. Now, it's not to say you might not be bummed out and you want to be able to buy those playoff tickets and, and book that flight, you know, drive across, you know, Nevada, Idaho, uh, whatever it may be, Utah, in order to, to get back to Coors Field to, to see a postseason game in October. But at the end of the day, you go, look, this is the team you had. There were ups, there were downs. And at the end of the day, they were probably, probably smiled a little bit more than, than you frowned, or at least you smiled more than you expected. I'll, I'll leave it at that. That's perfectly said. At some point, too, the question is, are you a, a, a Rockies fan or are you a baseball fan? You know, if you're a baseball fan, you can weather through some, some rough patches. And as someone who's followed and, and been a fan of the Rockies really since their inception, you know, there have been some down years. You know, we've, we've gone through some rough patches. So during those times, you learn to appreciate the game a little bit more. You learn to uh, kind of follow the storylines and, and uh, get excited about some of the younger kids coming up and, and you know, be just a, a little bit more invested in the team in a different way. It, fandom is easy when you're winning, you know, and it's, it's tested when uh, the team's not winning. But, you know, the Rockies are going to give you those opportunities. I guess we can uh, look at the silver lining that way. The Rockies will give you opportunities to uh, prove your fandom a little bit. Yeah, I, I found the same thing. Like that, those are some of my my favorite experiences when my team was losing, when my team was getting its butt kicked in, and you know, and the stadium's a little bit empty, so you feel like you have it more to yourself because it's like, no, this is really being a true fan. It's it's easy to root for them when they're winning, and and so you see it again going back to the Rockies community, how passionate they are. The more frustrating it gets, there's even more passion beyond that. It's that that's one of the beautiful things about Rockies fans and. And Rockies Twitter on top of that. G, uh, new GM, Bill Schmidt, what were your thoughts uh, on that when that decision came down? How, how happy, how frustrated were you when that interim tag was removed and became full-time? Yeah, you know, I would have liked him to look outside. I think that the, the Rockies from being um, – I would say insular. There's a lot of, you know, context matters. Let me say it that way. You know, context matters. And what I mean by that is you can say so-and-so is a great player. You know, let's, I'll, I'll throw a name out there. We'll say uh, Ryan Altapia. You know, Ryan Altapia is a great player. Well, in, in comparison to what? Relative to what? Within a certain context, that's, that's true. You know, within a certain context, that's irrefutable. Within the context of the whole world, he's a great player. You know, within the context even of guys who play baseball, um, he's a great player. Within the context of the Rockies, Farm club coming up. He's been a great player within the context of major league baseball. You know, that's, that's where things get a little bit different. So that's where I think it would have been helpful for the Rockies to, to kind of gain some outside context be able to evaluate guys from an eye that comes outside of the organization. Little disappointed. They didn't go that route. We need to let us play out, see what he does. I was disappointed by the trade deadline, but then again, you don't know how much, you know, you had a guy coming into position at that point. He still had the interim tag on him. Pretty tough to, to know what he was able to do, you know, or his hands tied, who knows? So this offseason, I think, is going to show us some things about what the direction of the Rockies really is uh, and about what uh, Bill Schmidt's capacity to do some of those things are. But, you know, in short, I would have liked to see him gone outside the organization. Yeah, so far for Bill Schmidt, he's got the four contracts, signs the two free agents, Jolie Chastain, CJ Crone, players who, who were already around last year, brings them back. They were they were truly free agents. And then the two extensions for Senzatella and Diaz, how are you liking how he's been uh, spending Dick Monfort's money so far this offseason? 
again, it's kind of weird. It's one of those things where it all sort of depends on where do we go from here. You know, if those pieces are kind of to augment something bigger coming along, it makes a lot of sense. If those things are just to sort of tread water and, and more or less put the same team back on the field as next year, I, I don't see a lot of the, the purpose in that. Finding yourself sort of in that position between full rebuild and, you know, World Series contender, it's tough. And I think teams have to make that decision. And you're also sort of making that decision not knowing if your plan is going to work out. You know, just because you've got a few guys in free agency that are maybe targeted doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get them. I, I don't think I can say that any of those are bad signings. The money on them seems to be, uh, you know, good for the rate, um, the, the years. He's not overextending himself into anything crazy. The longest one of those deals that you mentioned is uh, the Sensatella deal. I'm never wild about buying out a guy's arbitration years because that means that in the immediate, you are overpaying. In other words, the next two years of Sensatella, they'll be overpaying. Um, and basically the gamble you're running is that the free agency period after that, you're, you're going to get a deal on. And you do that with young guys. You know, it is a gamble. And Sensatella, to be fair, it is, it's, it's one of those that could make sense. I think we bought out the last year of Elias Diaz's arbitration. Um, I'm not as big a fan on that one. Uh, we're talking about a guy who's 30 years old coming off of a career season. Uh, and really, even when I say that, four months of a career season, the first two months last year for Diaz were brutal. But at the same time, you know, again, it's a gamble you got to take because if you wait for another half season and it turns out that Diaz's production stays up, that really something did change. Maybe he responded to some internal coaching and uh, we got a new guy. You know, if you wait too long and it's next June, then he's probably not signing that deal. So, you know, those, those things will need to play out a little bit before we can be, you know, really judgmental about it. I think we've all got our knee-jerk reactions, but um, as far as I'm concerned, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't love him. I don't hate him. I think that uh, it kind of depends on where this fits into the whole picture. Going back to what you said earlier about context. In fact, on Sunday, an uh, article uh, I wrote was published about context and, and putting Brendan Rodgers' 2021 season into context and how you can only do so much or depending on the context you use – it can look two, one of two ways. And so you're right. Bill Schmidt probably gets an incomplete so far because the offseason isn't over. So if there is going to be more to be done, then you say, hey, these first four moves, pretty good. You know, definitely points them in the right direction. But you still need to do a lot more. Final thing I do want to uh, ask you about is, obviously, on Twitter, a lot has been made. We're, we're coming up, believe it or not, still about two months plus away from the anniversary of the Nolan Arenado trade. and. Obviously, that's a big deal. Now, it will forever be a, a major talking point for Rockies fans forever and ever. You know, I think I think the Tulowitzki talking point, probably not as much, even though, you know, the way he left was, was a bit uh, difficult at the time. I think you understood it. But you have a, a much different perspective with this whole Nolan Arenado thing with maybe you can share with people who, you know, we're able to turn our backs and ignore what Nolan Arenado does until the All-Star game rolls around. Or until you know the Gold Glove and Platinum Glove Award comes out, you go, oh yeah, that's that's right. This guy's pretty darn good, and he still should be in purple. But for you, you can't really ignore him, can you? No, yeah, I uh, I get to feel the twist of the knife a little bit. Uh, my dad <laughs> is a lifelong St. Louis Cardinals fan. Obviously, Nolan going to the Cardinals, I got to hear a lot of gloating from my dad. And then, uh, you know, the Cardinals go on that run at the end of the year to, to put themselves in the – because at least I had – for a while, at least, you know, you could say, hey, you guys got Nolan, but it doesn't look like you're any better for it. And then – uh, the, you know, they went on the run, they made the playoffs, Nolan got into the playoffs, and on the one hand, for, for, for Nolan, I was glad to see that for him, 
him. I want the best for him. I would love to see him go on to have a Hall of Fame career and just continue to pad his resume. Man, did it have to be to the Cardinals, though. You know, that's the thing. My dad is a big-time Cardinals fan, and so, yeah, absolutely. I've had to kind of weather some blows. Uh, every few weeks I was getting another direct message on Twitter from my dad of highlights of Nolan and uh, Nolan saying that he liked the fans in St. Louis or playing with the best defense he's ever played with and, you know, just twisting the knife. So certainly made it a little bit tougher to have to deal with that this year. Oh, that yeah, that's rough to have it within – your own family. Why? So why didn't you ever, you know, latch on to the Cardinals? Like you said, you just moved out of Colorado before the Rockies came about. You, you just like, like a lot of kids, you wanted your own thing. Yeah, actually, you, you know, I don't know if everybody's this way, if it's just me, but when you're a kid, like you on purpose wants to not root for the team that your dad does. Uh, yeah. So in the eighties, as you know, before the Rockies existed as a, as a little guy, I decided I was a pirates fan. I think because they were Cardinal <laughs> rivals at the time. So you know, guys like Andy Van Slyke and, uh, well, Barry Bonds, the skinny Barry Bonds, right? The uh, Barry Bonds version 1.0 was a guy that I really liked as a kid. You know, that obviously that changed when the Rockies came along and I adopted them and then Bonds ends up in San Francisco. But I couldn't do the Cardinals, man. No way. That's my dad's team and uh, I, can't, I can't root for him. Don't forget Bobby Bonilla. You got Michael Ballier behind the plate. Doug Drayback on the, on the mound. Bob Walker, Absolutely. Tom Smiley. That's right. Yeah, man. Yep. And they wore the, you, you remember the goofy looking hats, the pillbox hats, the pirate pillbox hats? Classics. So Very yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of the thing I was into as a kid. So then the one, if again, you got a Cardinals fan as the father, Rockies fan as the son. I imagine Andres Galarraga was the linchpin. Where, okay, hey, he's our, although, you know what, Galarraga didn't really do very much in that one season in 92 for the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, there's other people, Larry Walker, um, obviously being in a, a Rockies and then Cardinals uh, and, and then going to the Hall. You know, again, that's another one. Dad likes to say, hey, uh, Cardinals <laughs> Hall of Famer, Larry Walker. Oh. All right, cut it out, cut it out. Oh, Luke, man, you are really um, getting the shaft. Yeah, brutal, brutal. So, yeah, that's where, that's where I said, you know, calling Larry Walker a St. Louis Cardinal is like remembering Robert Downey Jr. as the voice of Mr. Peanut. Like, yes, that happened, but that's not what he's known for. So we can dismiss that. He's a Colorado Rocky. But, yeah, there have been a few. There's been a little bit of that uh, Colorado-St. Louis pipeline. Holiday, Matt Holiday is another one, um, obviously. And, uh, you know, I'll root for the guy. I'll root for the guy. I can say that. Um, not going to root for the Redbirds, but we'll root for the guy. All right. So la last piece. It seems like everywhere you go, you are a bit of bad luck. Not your fault. Again, not your fault, right? You, you move away from Colorado and, you know, good fortune befalls Denver. They get a team. You're in, you're in Eastern Oregon. You got Boise. You got a couple teams from the Northwest League disappear. Walker gets in the Hall of Fame. Can't even have that because, as you said, your dad's claiming Walker for the Cardinals, the Helton baseball. You're going to catch a break here someday, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I hope so. We'll see. You know, and, and the fun part is I'll say it this way. When the Rockies win the world series, I will have been there all along, you know, and uh, there's a, there's a select few of us that can say that. And I don't know when that's going to happen. You know, they probably need to uh, prop me up on my deathbed at that time and uh, let me watch the TV or something, but I'm okay with that. We'll hold on. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be worth the wait. And, and the hologram televisions are going to be fantastic by that point. That's, too, right, that's right? right. That's right. It'll be like you're there. It'll be like you're there. That's right. Your, your great grandkids will say, hey, just come into my hover car and we'll just, we'll just zoom right there in the air in 10 minutes. So actually, you know, maybe you will actually, you know, you'll, you'll get to see that final out someday. That's right. Perfect.
Perfect. Looking forward to it. Well, Luke, this has been a lot of fun. Anything else to plug? Again, on Twitter, at Oak Tree Status, exactly as it sounds. Yeah, no, um, nothing to plug. I would just say for anybody, um, you know, I will plug this. For anybody who's maybe feeling on the fringes of the Rockies Twitter community, I would just encourage you to keep interacting. I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for a lot of people on there that, uh, man, it could be a great community and a lot of fun. There's a ton of diversity, you know, different perspectives, uh, fans from different places. You know, I'm by no means the only Rockies fan who's out of state. And, and I love kind of seeing those different perspectives and people coming from different walks of life. And man, the thing that kind of brings us together is, is the purple. So I would just encourage anybody who's maybe feeling like, man, I'd kind of like to get into that, but I'm not sure I'd say, hey, keep tweeting. Uh, keep finding keep finding those tweets, keep engaging with those tweets, keep on being a part of it and uh, get a foot in the door. It's worth doing. It's a lot of fun. It's just a, a good community to be a part of. And it's something that I'm glad that I got into a few years ago. Yeah, I love that that frame of mind. And again, once you find those people that you connect with the communities within the communities, those pockets, you can always DM someone and say, hey, how do I mute these people? Because you can always just mute the ones you don't want to see. That's and that right. way you can kind of have your cake and eat it too, right? Yeah, you know, I've, you know, I'm probably muted <laughs> by a few people, and I and I earned it. You know, I probably earned it, so that's that's fair. <laughs> but uh, um, no, it is it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. A lot, like I said before, there's just a ton of creativity from that community on there. And uh, man, they they're people who are passionate about the Rockies. Um, if nothing else, you'll learn a lot. You know, you'll learn a lot. A lot of people who uh, get into the numbers and uh, can they know things better than I do as far as contract statuses and and all the ins and outs of it. So been a neat experience for me a ton of learning and uh, just a, a neat thing to kind of engage in and be a part of and feed into that community and be a part of that luke thank you so much for joining us man have a great day for luke hall i'm patrick Lyons. thank you for tuning in for the dnvr rockies podcast the folks at green mountain dental group deserve to take some credit for all of those smiling colorado sports fans around town especially those of our dnvr listeners who've switched to green mountain dental group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist And if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam from Green Mountain Dental Group, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.